Mike's Daily Podcast. Thank you, my cousin Ann-Katrine and my late great uncle Yoop. It is Cafe Anyway where we are. And my name is Mike Matthews. Welcome to Mike's Daily Podcast, episode 1618. 1618. And today, I am going to talk to you at a very early hour. It's 5.44. Ooh, I'm running a little bit late today. But we've got some things. Mike's Daily Podcast. To say, to entertain you. Remember, uh, I was talking about a guy yesterday named Robert. Well, Mike's Daily Podcast. Apparently, I missed the call from him. He must have been calling to find out about the girl that I've been dating. And then there's something I was going to do that's really grating. That's kind of grating, isn't it? And it hurts my throat, too. Sorry. But, wow. I've lost how the song should go at this point. So, Mike's Daily Podcast. It's the name of the show. And welcome back to this episode. I have some friends. Mike's that I introduced to my podcast. lovely lady friend, yeah. my LL, and is she an LLC? Mm, that's a mm, financial reference. She, uh, let's see, a lovely lady certified. That's what she is. No, uh, but my friends Nick and Steph got to meet her. And we were at this place called Fairmont Ridge with my wonderful dog, Basil the Boxer, who, by the way, is just smitten to coin a word that I used in a previous show. Look who walked in. Awesome. Uh, He is so smitten with this lovely lady that he will, he's always wondering where, where is she? Like if she's. We were, we were at this store. Well, she was inside the store, and I was walking Basil around, and he kept looking back at the store. Is she there? Is she coming out? Did that door just open and she came out? No. In fact, some characters walked in to Cafe Anyway. Hello, my gosh. It's Madame Rudevega. I am magical. Oh. And this is Valentino, the parking attendant. And then... And this is Bison Bentley. Do you know that? What is the matter with you? There's nothing wrong with us here. Yeah, nothing wrong with this. Do you know that? You guys, when you were in New York, I assume you were in New York. I just don't know why. Uh, that Rudy Giuliani. What'd you think of him? And here's today's podcast picture. Yeah, he was great. We love him. Do you know that? Well, Donald Trump's new lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, says the president repaid attorney Michael Cohen. For the 130000 payment to porn star Stormy Daniels. Did you know that? You are fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Well, that's according to the Associated Press. Trump had told reporters that he was not aware of the payment and that he didn't know where Cohen had gotten the money. Giuliani made the revelation during an appearance on a Fox News show that is called Hannity. The guy I knew back in Santa Barbara at UCSB, we were on KCSB AM back in the day, like 80s, 88 is when that was. Because I remember coming in, I, I've talked about this story, but I remember there was a guy that was on before me named Jake the Snake. And I walked in and he was playing a new song by the church. Do you know the church? Sometimes when this place gets kind of empty, 
that I'm messing with the light. I think of her as down in temptation under the Milky Way tonight. They were from Australia, the church. Wish I knew what you were reaching for. Might have known what I would find. And it is something kind of special. Great song. It's been covered many times. And, and anytime anyone does a cover of it, it's amazing because it's such an interesting song. But the church had a song called Reptile, which I cannot think and remember, but I how it goes. But I remember Jake the Snake was fittingly playing a song called Reptile as I walked into the AM studio. And I, uh, it, I he was, uh, I don't know, I think he was a bit of a partier, but I did my show called The Public Mic. Where I would go out with a tape recorder, record people on the street, then bring it back to the station, play back the interviews, and then play the song that they wanted. We all had, I think, an hour to do our show. And it was on a Sunday afternoon, as I recall. And uh, I have to take a swig of a Matthews smoothie. Yes, we're serving Matthews smoothies now here. At Cafe Anyway. Mm. Let's take a look at what's in the Matthew smoothie. Well, my gosh, there is. Uh, we've got a little bit of. We've got chunks of strawberry, mango, peach, pineapple. We got spinach in there. A little bit of flax seeds to aid in digestion. And there's a banana. So there you go. It is built for a king or queen. Not to be gender specific. Anyway, what happened was uh, I would do my show and then coming on after me would be Sean Hannity. A young Sean Hannity. Younger Sean Hannity. A thin Sean Hannity. He's a little bit more filled out these days. So he would and he would come in. Hey, Mike, nice to see you. And I think this happened two or three times. And then I saw him at the station once. And I know other people at KCSB saw him and talked to him. He was very friendly and chummy when talk. He would talk to a lot of people there. So if anyone wanted to do research into that for any particular reason, I'm sure they could find one of the to just look up the roster of DJs that were on KCSB back in the day. And I'm sure there, because what's fascinating about that is that is the only time Sean Hannity was ever on a liberal leaning station. He has always been conservative. He has always been very, you know, steeped in uh, hatred towards the left. And so to be on a liberal station is just hilarious. And that that's the time that he was that one year. So that's what I find fascinating about that story and why I bring it up. Not to say, I know someone, I knew someone. He, Sean Hannity, doesn't know me from a bucket of rocks, but he has gone on to greatness. And I am hosting my podcast, Mike's Daily Podcast, the best podcast ever. Busted eardrums. And it's okay. So what happens is uh, Giuliani, oh, and you know, Michael, there is a Michael Cohen, Sean Hannity connection because Michael Cohen in the, in the records, when they went through all that at the courthouse, it comes out that Sean Hannity is a client of Michael Cohen. But Giuliani made the revelation on Hannity's show, and he also says the payment is going to turn out to be perfectly legal. 
He said that because that money was not campaign money. Stormy Daniels claims that she had a uh, relationship intimate with Trump in 2006, months after his third wife gave birth to his youngest child. She was paid $130,000 by Cohen before the 2016 election to keep quiet about the allegations Trump has denied uh, having relations with Daniels. And that's the story of that. Well, Nick and Steph, let's go back to them. We were at Fairmont Ridge. And I was, I've walked with Nick and Steph and their two dogs, Dixie and Bella, before. And, and taken Basil the Boxer there. So I am uh, speaking to, so I, uh, Nick and Steph and I agreed to meet at Fairmont Ridge. Now I'm with my LLC. And we are walking over to see them. And I see them at a distance and I see Steph see me and she suddenly leans over to Nick and kind of like points at me like, oh my God, there she is. So not that 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 would make my LLC feel very uncomfortable or anything, but that was kind of cute. Uh, Nick likes to give me grief for mentioning Fairmont Ridge on my podcast because he says it too many people are discovering Fairmont Ridge now. We used to go there and no one would be there. Now there's you show up and there's 80 million people. So, But that's how the Bay Area goes. China, I heard, is cracking down on jaywalking. Do you jaywalk? There are too many jaywalkers in the Bay Area, that's for sure. If people just cross, they, they don't care. And everyone's slamming on their brakes. It's not safe. I think, from what I saw from the footage of the person who was killed... In Arizona by a self-driving car I think they were jaywalking but it is a it, it, you should be careful but it is a thing uh, that you can get hit with a stream of water uh, this is in day in China's Ubei province uh, it they can get sprayed with water that's right if you are a jaywalker and I heard too that you can get publicly humiliated. And there are other ways they're trying to fight it too. Hmm. Okay. And I've been listening to this wonderful podcast about the 1968 Democratic Convention, which was a mess, to quote our president, who said this A mess. Thank you. It's a mess. Well, it was it was because of the Vietnam War. And the Democrat, the head Democrat, would be Lyndon Johnson, the president. And he still had a strong Vietnam War policy. And the Democrat had a huge free freedom contingent that was, no, let's end the war. Let's get out of the war. And all of this came to a head at the convention in 1968. What was to come happened. Well, you know, there in was Chicago. the the yippies. You mentioned and, earlier that you, you didn't think that Humphrey could be stopped. Um, that's uh, Paul Rubin, the host. Uh, Ken Rudin, the show. Paul Rubin would be Pee Wee Herman. Ken Rudin is the host of the show. And what's fascinating about all this is how Chicago was so messed up. Their police were so utter. They were murderous. They went out there and they just had this vitriol towards hippies. Anyone who looked like a hippie. And they just, all that came to a head. The 
police, especially that had a military background and, you know, were supporting the troops in, in Vietnam and in the hippies and peace and love. And it just, oh, it, 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 it all happened 50 years ago, half a century ago. So Ken Rudin talked about that a little bit. Approach never trying to sort of stir the troops so much as to help the country understand what the war was about and why it was wrong. That was one of the supporters. He was a teenager back then. He was actually at the Chicago demonstrations. And it it basically went like uh, Richard Daly, the mayor. He had his... uh, the, uh, the, the the police um, go and hit start hitting the, the demonstrators Mayor Daly Chicago's Mayor Daly had his his uh, police come into the people the the crowds clubbing the people on the out outer rims the demonstrators and so the people on the inside the, th- the thousands on the inside of these demonstrations were were being crushed. And then I didn't even know about this, and I didn't hear it till this listening to this podcast, that they had these massive trucks with barbed wire on them. Now that's just crazy. And they were driving towards people were getting cut up with that. On the edges of the demonstration. And there was something that were dubbed daily dozers, which were Jeeps with uh, barbed wire uh, frames on the front of them about uh, six feet high and eight or ten feet wide and these jeeps started driving into the crowd with this barbed wire pushing people back and of course there was no place that people could be pushed to because we were already cheek by jowl in the street you couldn't compact the crowd or push it where were they going to push it to there was no place to go so suddenly the police were coming they were beating people on the edges of the crowd People in the middle of the crowd were being crushed. People falling through windows are being pushed through plate glass windows along. On the street, yeah, because nowhere to go. So they're getting pushed through the the windows of the store. It's just crazy. Uh, So that was 50 years ago. And I was also listening to a podcast about something happening also in New York. And that would be the uh that there are taxi drivers now that are killing themselves that are committing suicide because of the situation with the medallion system they have this medallion system in order to drive a taxi you have to pay close to a million dollars to have or you used to have to pay up to a million dollars sometimes more for these medallion these certified that would allow you to drive a taxi in New York City and a lot of taxi drivers would hold on to those medallions and then sell those and use that as a form of retirement and now those are worth nothing because of Uber and Lyft and from the New York and everybody uses- when I have to pay 160,000 for medallion or 270 right for license so you're saying the competition is not the right so yeah uber drivers only have to pay 270 dollars for their license whereas the taxi drivers had to pay over a hundred thousand so that's and and what happened is this one guy dumped his whole life savings into having a medallion now the medallion's worth nothing and he that they and this has happened several times and that's what they feel has created uh you know 
the, the, the despair that has led to suicide amongst taxi drivers in New York. That I found very fascinating as well. But, and one other thing I want to talk about was Questlove. Questlove is, uh, he's the drummer guy that you see on the Jimmy Fallon show. He's produced all these albums. He's also a, a professor, apparently. I did not know that. And he is uh, just amazing to watch when he plays the drums. He they they pick up the the way they are able to just uh, grab. They 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 are able to play. It seems anything is my point. Well, he gave this advice. The interviewer said to Questlove, "What advice do you have? You're, you're so creative and." You're so amazing to watch and you inspire creativity. What's your advice to people who, like, let's say, want to explore their creative side, but they're older. They're older and further along in life. And he said something that really irked me. He said, uh, uh, basically, he said, forget about it. Unless you need to start young, you have to be young. And if you want to pursue a creative career, you've got to be young and then you've got to throw everything into it. You can't, um, you, you, you're basically, you're going to be hit in upside the head continuously and you have to start young is basically what he said. And that made me mad at Questlove because basically it's, that's the whole culture in music is young people that have sacrificed everything. That's the only music you hear on the radio are these people that have signed away their lives they it, there's so many times pop stars meet a horrible end. Witness Avicii recently, and it's just it. Ugh, I hate that. I hate the way the the industry, the entertainment industry, just churns out. And it's a dream for many people, and they want to be creative. And I used to love the fact that there was social media and YouTube, and people could throw up on you, not throw up, but well. Maybe there's a bit of that on YouTube, but there's, you know, you could come up with something creative, put it on YouTube and be discovered by an expansive, the masses all over the world. And now there's, there, I, I just hate that about Questlove. Uh, other than that, he's great and he's creative, but for a creative guy to dissuade you from being creative, I don't know. But I had that early in my career in radio. I remember this guy coming up to me, a DJ, and saying, you know, you really shouldn't be in radio. You should get out. It's time to stop, okay? And I was, huh? I can't stop. You just can't stop, to quote the Miley. And that's about it. Did we want to hit anything else today? I can't think of anything. Jesus. Oh, someone's gonna get fired. There, there was a. Oh, that's crazy. Ten were injured at a Jewish celebration after a bonfire erupted into a fireball in London. Huh. We'll hit that last story there and tell you that ten people were injured after the bonfire lit for a celebration for a Jewish holiday in North London exploded into a fireball. Huh. It's called a Lag Ba Omar. And Stanford Hill. As we go outside a cafe anyway, we're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcaster Valley. And the podcast picture has to do with the National Contemporary, rather, Contemporary Jewish Museum in San Francisco. 
It is next to a place called Jesse Square and practically across the street from Yerba Buena Gardens and also very close to the Powell Street uh, uh, BART station on Market and and also next to that big old mall. What do they call that mall? I forget. Something Mall. That's what it is. It's the Something Mall. It's the... Oh, they don't even have it on Google Maps, the name of the mall. Okay. Well, there's... Or anyway, the point is... I can't think of the stupid mall. I can't... Who cares about malls? That's something I was talking with LLC about. Malls are just basically playgrounds for teenagers now. That's the only place they have to go. And they're closing up left and right. But the Contemporary Jewish Museum is fascinating. Very uh, artsy... uh, Modern artistically built... It's built kind of in a big cube, a big, imagine a huge cube that sit, that sat on one of its corners is how it looks. Like a big, almost jewel-esque building. And this is one of the rooms, which the walls are all slanted, so you can't really hang anything. But uh, they painted the walls white and it allows you to put in the space a big red carpet and some cool little chairs, and I thought this was an interesting sight. And I went to the museum six years ago and took this picture, so that's what that is from in San Francisco. So see that at mikesdailypodcast.com. Ariel is about to tell you everything else about this show, but do go to mikesdailypodcast.com and check out all the past shows and past podcast pictures, and you can help out the show, too, through the PayPal link. There at mikesdailypodcast.com. Next show, it'll be Shelly Shuhart, Floyd the Floorman, and John Deere the Engineer. Enjoy your day. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.